0: So most everyone here knows uh, that we are moving. Uh, I can't answer the question when. I would love to. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, uh, when we started this process, um, my goal was to be moved next week, um, as in November the 11th. Uh, don't go there next week, because uh, if you do, we're going to give you a paintbrush and uh, uh, just let you go to work. Uh, but we're moving and, um, two years ago, two and a half years ago, two years and three months ago, whatever it's been, uh, when, when I took over as pastor, I had a good friend send me something and he said, I have no idea. He said, I just feel led to send you this. It, it's a thought. It's a thought about, uh, when we were getting ready to move from our old location to a new location. He said, I know you're not planning on moving. He said, I don't know why. He said, I'm just going to send it to you. And at that time, I was thinking, okay. And, you know, it's one of those things you just store stole away. And and um, so, as, as I began to to think about where we're headed, I remembered that two years ago, before any of this, before the, the thought of, of where we're moving even was was a thought, uh, I began to, to think about that and... And so as we celebrate 12 years today, uh, I, want to, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the move. I want to talk about, and, and we look at a story that is found in Joshua. A story that's found in Joshua. You, you have the Israelites who have been delivered from Egypt with the promise He told them, I will deliver you. I'm going to bring you to the promised land. They had suffered bondage and oppression and slavery and mistreatment. Yet they had a promise of victory. They had a promise that God was going to deliver them into the land of Canaan. It looked like they were at the end. So many times through this story, it looked like, okay, this is where it's at. This is where it's in. This is where God has us. This is, but, but God said, I've got a promise for you. Their destiny was still waiting. Their destiny was still ahead of them. And this morning, I want you to know that on a personal note, that no matter what you've been through, no matter what has come against you, no matter what mistakes you have made, Anybody made any mistakes? Anybody made any mistakes this morning? All right. Two of you, three of you. No matter what setbacks that you've had, God still has a plan for you. And His plan is greater than anything you can imagine. Think about the, the best scenario that when you think about that God's plan for your life, and His plan is so much better than what our human minds can comprehend. So when it looks impossible, keep believing. When it seems hopeless, keep believing. Sometimes it's easy to become impatient. We got anybody that's impatient in here? During this move, and during this entire process, I think that, The staff and the people that know me best will will be willing to admit that pastor has become a little bit impatient. But the Bible tells us in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3 the vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. Man, I hate that word. Wait patiently. For it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. So during this process of this move, I've already told you that, that we weren't even going to have church today. We were going to take the week, and, 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 but it wasn't God's plan. He said, wait patiently. And so here we are, we find this story in Joshua chapter 3. In verse 5, it says, And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. When we look at that word sanctify, it it can mean to prepare. To prepare. In all that happens in your life, you have to prepare. Have you ever went to do something and realized that you weren't prepared? Maybe think back to when you were in school or some of you were in school. and you go sit down to take a test and you look at it and you think, man, I should have prepared better. I have no clue. When we had trunk or Treat last week, we had had so many meetings and, and, and went over to the building and, and looked at the parking situation and the traffic flow. And, and, but I can tell you, at about 15 till 5, when those cars started showing up and backing up all the way down Black, uh, Blackburn Avenue, trying to get in to park, my first thought was, man, I wish we'd have prepared better. We thought we had done everything that we could do to prepare for what was going to happen but in reality, if it wasn't for uh, Dayton and, and Jeff's dad, uh, Philip, we'd probably still would be trying to get them parked. They were back there and they just took over, they took control. And there were cars parked everywhere, but nobody was blocked in. It was beautiful. But in everything that we do, we have to do our part to prepare. In all that happens in your life, you have to prepare. And what's going to happen in the next few months, we have to prepare. Twelve years ago, we started this journey. We had no idea where God was taking us. But Pastor Rick and, and Cindy and, and the staff, we, we, just, we felt that God was calling us to plant a church in Ashland, Kentucky downtown, we knew that he was calling us to step out in faith. So with a group of dedicated people, Pastor Rick and his credit card, it's probably not the best church planning scenario, but that's the way it went down. We set out to make a difference in the community. And we had a mission of trying to create a church, an atmosphere where everyone would feel welcome. Where no matter where people were on their spiritual journey, whether they were just seeking, trying to figure out if God was was something that they needed or wanted in their life, or if they had been a Christian for 47 years, that they would feel welcome worshiping and being part of this family. Sacrifices were made. Steps were taken. As you see already, many of you have been part of this for the long haul. Some of you have been here a short amount of time, but you've bought in. But every step of the way, we have been preparing. Every step of the way, we have been preparing financially, financially, Spiritually, trying to assemble a a, a team of people. And without those preparations being made, we would not be ready to take the next step. And and in your life, you have got to, to come to the realization and to decide that where I am right now Where I am right now, I'm going to do everything that I can do to prepare myself for what God is calling me to. You say, what is God calling me to? I can't answer that question. But what I can tell you is, He's calling you to make a difference in some way in the lives of people around you. He didn't... Call you just so that you could get goosebumps or just so that you could feel his presence. He has called us to be disciples, he has called us to step out and to make a difference in the lives of people. What would have happened if, if those people in the upper room, when the Holy Spirit fell? If they would have said, man, this feels so good, we're just going to stay right here. No, that was preparation. It was preparation for what they were about to face, to what they were being called to. And my challenge to you this morning, individually and as a church, is we must prepare. Prepare our hearts. Prepare our minds. Prepare for what God is calling us to. Because there is a next step. One of our core values is that everyone has a next step. No matter where you are, there's no such thing as standing still. No matter where you are, there is a next step to be taken. And as Pastor Rick and and I, about three years ago, we began to, to think about and look at and said, you know what, we really feel like that if we're going to get to the place that God has called us to be and to make the difference in this community the way that we feel like that He has called us to do, that our next step will be a new location. We had no idea how. We had no idea where. We had no idea when, but we just felt like that's, that was what the Holy Spirit was speaking to us. We didn't tell people that. We didn't go around and, and wave a flag that says, you know, we're looking for a building. But we began to look, but everywhere that we turned, it was like, well, I mean, we looked at the, the bank building down here, where, uh, emphasis where um, the old bank building. They had a, uh, I'm trying to think who went in there. I thought Jeff would help me. Um, Thank you. Uh, Down on, um, anyway, they had a bank vault. We went and looked at it. I thought this would be perfect. What a Sunday school room. Put them in the bank vault. The door was still there and everything. I thought, man, if they get mouthy, close them in. I don't work kids' church. We have people that love I love kids too. I shouldn't lie. The older I get, never mind. That's a different story. But we had no idea how, where, or when. But that's the way God works. God will speak something into your life. You will feel something and Him tugging at your heart. The Holy Spirit speaking to you. But you, you may not get all the details. How many people hate it when you don't get all the details? You want everything lined out. I'll have staff members text me, well, what about, you know, next Christmas? Next Christmas. What are we gonna do? I'm thinking, I don't know what we're gonna to do tomorrow. But they want all the details. Sometimes God doesn't work that way. Sometimes God says, You know what, this is this is your next step. This is what I'm calling you to, but I'm not gonna give you the details. So when this opportunity came about, it was a little frightening. I mean, the church has been growing. I mean, you look around, and, and there's new faces every week. And the people who have been here forever, they, they walk in, or especially if they work upstairs a lot, they come in, they, they think, am I at the right church? Because they've been hid away upstairs for a couple of weeks, and, and they walk in, and it's completely a, a different, you know, more people. So it was a little frightening. We said, you know, why would we change? Anybody ever ask God why? God, why would this be my next step? Why in the world would you want me to step out into this area of life when everything is going great? But he said, I need you to take that next step. And so as that happened, the same thing happened to the children of Israel. Here they are. We, we find in Joshua chapter 3, verses 6. It says, Then Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, Take up the ark and the covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. Go ahead and skip down to verse 13. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off. So he looks at them and he says, it's time to take the next step. They look at the situation and say, seriously? Seriously? You really want us to do that? Have you seen the circumstances? Have you seen the situation? But they had a promise. And I can tell you that when God, when we're doing what we need to do to prepare, God will speak to us and say, this is your next step. It's not always going to be easy, an easy step. It's not always going to be something that you even maybe even want to do. You may think, God, I'm okay right here. Why in the world would I want to cross that? Why in the world would I want to face that? Why can't I just stay right where I am? But we have a promise that we can believe. And so when we start to prepare and we look at that next step, it can still be scary. But I can tell you that it's necessary. It is necessary to move forward. It is necessary not to stay where you are right now. You have to trust Him. You have to begin to to share your faith. Maybe that's your next step. Being more vocal about what God has done in your life. Maybe it's to build relationships. Maybe you're the type of person that likes to come in and sit in the corner. And maybe God's saying, hey, I need you to Start building some relationships. Start getting involved. Start realizing that, that, that two is better than one. Maybe it is to buy a building. To become more visible in the community. And just as we heard last week, when those things come and we look at those next steps, Individually or corporately as a church, fear can creep in. Fear can, can, can begin to, to try to overcome us, to paralyze us, to keep us from going forward, from taking the next step. But just as he said last week, when you begin to feel that fear, you can realize and know that that fear does not come from God. It doesn't come from God. He tells us in His Word, He hasn't given us the spirit of fear. So when you begin to, to look at, and you've been preparing, and you feel that next step, and that fear overcomes you, just know that if it doesn't come from God, it's coming from the enemy of your soul. Why? Because He doesn't want you to take the next step. Because He knows that that next step, just as the children of Israel, that next step was just one step closer to what God had promised. To what God had spoken to their lives. And you may be here this morning, and you may know exactly what that next step is. You may be listening to me and you might be thinking, I, I know exactly the next step that I need to take. Or you may be here this morning and say, I don't even really know about the step that I'm in right now. Begin to prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. I tell the staff all the time. I said, we may be a, a, a church of, of 175, but we need to prepare ourselves and act like we're a church of 500. You say, why? Because I believe with everything that is in me that God is not going to, that God will honor our preparation. God will honor what we do to prepare for the community. I had a a youth pastor. And this is a a little extreme, but we were, when I was in uh, college, we went to this small church, and, and um, I think at that point in our life, we felt like that uh, God was more prevalent in small churches. So, you know, there were large churches all around us. We drove 30 miles to the country. But they had, um, they had about seven or eight youth. We walk in one Wednesday night, and the youth pastor has like 100 chairs set out. I thought, man, what, what, is the president coming tonight? What's going on? I asked him, what are you doing? He said, I'm just preparing. I said, okay. And I began to think about that, and, and I thought, well, I don't know if I'd ever go to that level. But, but he was thinking, and he was believing that he needed to act like and to pre- prepare for what God was going to send. Doubt would love to keep you on the sideline. Fear would love to paralyze you, but you have a promise. Joshua chapter 3, verse 15. And those who bore the ark came to the Jordan. And the feet of the priest who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water. For the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of the harvest. What did they do? They took the next step. The odds were against them. It seemed like they were taking this, going to take this step for God, but it looked like that it was impossible. You ever felt like that? You feel that God's calling you to do something, but then you look at it and you think there's no way? There's no way. God, that can't be the answer. God, that can't be the next step. I told you before, but the first time I walked into that building up at 444 Blackburn Avenue, me and God had that conversation. God, ain't no way. There is no way. This, this is not the next step. I don't know. You know, it's great, but um, you know, it's not for me. It's not for us. To be honest, I had people, when when they found out that 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 church was unfortunately going to be shutting down. Knew nothing about it, but they started sending me the article. I guess they was hoping I would take the hint. I wasn't taking no hint. You say, why? Because it didn't look like the next step for me. It didn't look like what my vision, what I thought that I wanted. I mean, I always envisioned us in... In you know, uh, uh, buying the food land down here. You know, a a grocery store kind of storefront, big church. That was what I thought our next step was. Going into a traditional building with a steeple, a church bell, pews, stained glass windows. I know some people get ready to shout. (laughs) And some people are saying, oh, is all that really there? (laughs) Can we have two campuses? <laughs> but I walked in. I thought, there's no way. And then I began to walk around and see the ceiling was falling in upstairs. Oh. Okay, file that one away. That's great. Now, when's Foodland come available? I had a piece of property that, we, that I thought, man, this is, this, is, this is it. This is where we're going to be. Next thing I know, they're ripping it down, tearing the building down, putting in Toyota. But so here we are, and I get to this step, and I look at it, and then I look at the situation, and I think, no, this is not for us. And then I begin to look at all the work that needs to be done and everything that needs to happen. And finally, I had to come to a point because it would not go away. I had to get to a point in my spirit that I said, okay, God, I'm trusting you. I'm going to take one step at a time. One step at a time. And if at any point you want to close the door, please do it. Guess what? The title of this message is, We're Moving. Every door. It didn't just open halfway. I mean, it just flung open. And I'd say, okay, God. One step closer to pews. You haven't figured it out right now. I'm, I'm pretty transparent. But we get in a situation where we begin to, to look at what God's calling to, for us and then things start to go wrong. And there were times I thought, okay, this is it. This is where the door closes because it looked like that the situation was impossible. I'd taken the step, agreed to trust God, and then things got difficult. At that point, I could have took that and said, okay, the door closed, that's it. Shut her down. How many times has it happened in your life? You decide to take that next step. You have that conversation with God, and you say, okay, God, you win. I'm taking that next step. But then your car breaks down. You know, I'm going to go to church every Sunday. Then your car breaks down. You can't get there. Or I'm going to start to give faithfully. I'm going to take that next step and and start honoring God with my money. And then you lose your job. Or your hours get cut back. Or God, I'm going to to start working on my other relationships. And then the relationship that you have or a relationship that you have just falls apart. And you want to curl up into a cocoon in the corner somewhere and just hide. In that moment, keep trusting God. In that moment, keep believing in Him. In that moment, keep watching for the doors to open. Don't lose hope. God still has a plan. It says as soon as their feet hit the water, it began to roll back. As soon as they took that step. And in your life, I can promise you, not only individually, but together as a church, if we will be willing to prepare ourselves and to take that next step, whatever it may be. For us, it's moving into a new community, into a new building. For you, individually, it could be something that you've been arguing with God about for a long time. That you've been trying to do it your own way for a long time. That maybe you've felt in your heart, but, but you've decided, no, that's not the way that I see it going down. Take that next step. We're making the move into this community. And I believe that, that as we prepare, that our steps are ordered by Him. And that the steps that we take will impact that community as we go forward. I watched last, and we were pretty, when we decided to have Trunk or Treat there, and I'm just, this is, if you're new, we'll start a series next week and we'll get back to, but I'm just sharing my heart this morning. But when we decided to have Trunk or Treat, There at that location. I made a calculated decision that we weren't going to blast it to all the elementary schools. We weren't going to put it in the beacon. We weren't going to put it in the paper. We weren't going to put it on the radio. I was very specific in targeting the community around us. We sent flyers home to one school which is the school that is in that district, the school that we do after-school program every Thursday, Hager Elementary. We sent stuff home from that school. We advertised on Facebook. Now, a lot of people don't know that you can do this. Did you know that if you do an ad on Facebook, you can go in and pick? Some of you people that, you know, you have the theory that they're always listening. They probably are. But you can go on Facebook and you can actually pick exact streets that people on those streets will see your ad. I was that specific in only picking streets and the area right around the church. Why? Because I believe God is sending us into that community. And I can tell you that if just a portion of the people in that school... Or in the streets around that church. If just a portion of them make it take the next step and decide to come join us, we're going to be looking for places to put them. But I believe that God has called us to that community. I've told the story and the situation, but when we started our after school program, we wanted. To get into Crab Elementary. And that was one of those situations, God, why not? I mean, it's right across the street. We've got this relationship with them. Why can't we get into there? They said, nope, Hager Elementary is the only one available. Before this, before we ever knew anything else. So when school started last year, Hager Elementary is where we started our after school program. Isn't God good that way? When this came about, we realized all the kids around that church, guess where they go to school? A place that we had already been for a year. A place where we had already started building relationships with those children and with those families. God has a plan. And He's calling us just to take one step at a time. And as we go forward, I know that God has placed leaders here, right now, this morning. You're here. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, it says, Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles and the prophets, the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church. The body of Christ... We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. There he's telling us that God has a plan, and he's telling us that God fits it all together, and that he gives us each a gift. What's that gift for? It's not to hide away. It's not to put in a closet. He says it's for reaching and being and doing your part. And as we make this transition corporately, what we need is we need all of us to take that next step. We need all of us to to sit down and go through the growth track. Figure out where we fit. Figure out how that we are going to to make a difference. We need everyone to get plugged in. And I can tell you, if if, if the children workers think that we have issues now with not having enough workers, you better hang on. You better hang on. And what we need to realize is even after we move, we think there's 175 of us that are picking up and going to 444 Blackburn. But when we get there, we need to know and understand that it's not over. That's not the end. We can't say, well, we finally reached it. Now we're here. Now let's just, finally got my church pews. Don't fall in love with them. If you like them, enjoy them for a couple years. See, that's me speaking again. I'm sorry. Sorry, God. But we have to realize we're not finished. Crossing over the Jordan for them was just the next step. Joshua chapter 3 verse 17 says this Then the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan Who did they wait on all the people All the people And we can pick up and we can move and, and we can get there and think we're, we're finally home. We've got a nice cafe. We don't have to worry about whether the heat's going to work or, or whether the air's going to work or people coming in and having parties the night before and the bathroom's being a mess. Man, it's over. But it's not over. Why? Because all of the people haven't crossed over. And I've prayed about this and, and over the last month or so. God has just been speaking to me and I'm thinking, God, when 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 can I when can I tell the people? And there's been Sundays I've wanted to get up here and and, and deliver this message or something similar to this message kept saying, wait. But God, I want them to know. I want them to understand. Wait. You'll know when. God still speaks. So about two weeks ago, I got a phone call from someone who I'm pretty sure that there's just a pipe that goes from their prayer calls it straight to heaven she called me and I'll give it away it is a woman they called me she probably wouldn't care but she said about when this process first started she said I was praying and um, she said, God took me down Blackburn Avenue. And I looked over to the left, and just in the back corner of the parking lot, I saw a, a light coming down from heaven, and it was just on the corner of the parking lot. She said, I thought it was a neat experience. I only told maybe one or two people about it. Honestly, didn't think too much more about it. She said, but last week, she said, I was praying again, and she said, God took me down that same, exact same scenario down Blackburn Avenue. And she said, but this time, when I looked over, the whole church, the parking lot, everything around it was engulfed in this light from heaven and the very the next words that she told me were the very thing was the very thing that God had been speaking to my heart that I had wanted to, to be to share and God kept saying wait wait it's not the time but she said God impressed on me that I needed to begin and start to pray that as a church body, that we prepare for the influx of people that we were about to encounter. You can ask my wife and and some people that, that, that I talk to regularly. My biggest fear has been that I'm not sure that we totally comprehend what we're stepping into. I think for many of us, we think that we're stepping into a building that's our own. We're stepping into a place that, where we've been leasing for 12 years, that we're putting money towards something that's our own. For many of us, we think that that maybe, well, that's a great next step. But it's so much more than that. Preparations have been being made. I don't even care to share this. There were times when we first started that if we had $100 in the bank after a Sunday, we were trying to figure out how we were going to spend it. But just to show you how good God is and how that His steps are ordered and that as we prepare he goes along alongside us. We've spent quite a bit of money over the last three or three months. And we've not missed a beat. Why? Because God is faithful. Preparations have been made. And had been made. Pastor Rick was tight. And I hope he's watching. And there were times as associate pastor, I would think, good grief. I think we could get like the next step up of, of mints? the the thing they hated to see Pastor Rick leave but they got to a point that even when he was here they would come ask me and make me ask him if they could spend money and there were times I thought what are you doing he was making preparation because he knew he knew didn't make any sense to me didn't make any sense to the staff but he knew and it was because of the preparation that he made That as of right now, we have a building, a parsonage, 1.7 acres of land, and all the work that's been done to this point, we don't owe anyone anything. Minus a roof. A third of a roof. Two-thirds of a roof. I was afraid the guy who did that was looking and say, saying, huh, Wait a minute. What I want to convey to you this morning is pray prepare yourself figure out what your next step is and how you're going to play a part in the influx of people that we're getting ready to encounter the Monday after the trunk or treat someone sent me a text message and they said pastor if a third of those people show up that were there last night, if a third of them shows up, we're not having a place to put them. i sitting there thinking, wouldn't that be a nice problem to have? So as we go forward, prepare, at what your next step is and know that when we move it's not over. The fun's just starting because there's nothing like there is nothing like watching people who are lost who are hurting who need a savior walk into your presence and into your building and see them find that there's nothing like going to someone's door saying God press me to and you meeting a need there's nothing like it we have to continue to prepare and be willing to take the next step I'm going to ask you to stand I know today has been completely different If you're a guest I'm glad that you endured and listened but but, but even if you're a guest I want you to know what our heart is our heart is not about building a mega church if that happens great our heart is listening to God Preparing for what he has for us and making a difference in the lives of the people around us. That's our heart. It has been from the very beginning. And as long as I have anything to say or about it, that's our vision. A place where people feel welcome. No matter their status whether they're a believer or a non-believer, whether they have money or they don't have money, whether they like wearing suits or they like wearing blue jeans, a place where they feel welcome. So we're going to do this. We're just, we're going to, we're going to pray. And we're going to agree together that individually pray for yourself. God, help me To identify my next step. Help me to prepare for it. Help me to listen. To what you're speaking to me. And if each of us will do that. Each of us will take that next step individually. Then as a church body it will all work out. Because we're all doing what we need to be doing. You hear me, Father, I come before you this morning. God, I am so thankful, honored, and privileged that you give me the opportunity to stand before this great group of people. God, that you have entrusted us to proclaim your message. God, that you have put your faith and confidence in us individually and as a church. To be your voice. Your hand extended. God I thank you that you still speak. God I thank you for the promise. That the steps of the righteous are ordered by you. God I thank you that you love us. Even when we make mistakes or we don't listen. God, remind us that you have a plan. God, remind us that we have a next step. God, for those here this morning that may be struggling, God, there's some here this morning that they've been preparing or they think they've been preparing but they can't figure out what that next step is. God, let us remember your timing. Give us patience to keep preparing. To keep looking for what that next step is anxiously. God, I believe with everything within me that you have called this group of people to go into that community at this moment at this time God 12 years ago you already knew God I thank you for those Who have been here. Who have been making and has made preparations. Holy Spirit, I I pray that you will speak to our hearts. God, I know there is nothing that, that we can do. We cannot reach that community without a sovereign move. Your Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts. May we be in tune with you. May we be prepared spiritually for the influx of people. this morning.